podcast. Come have a blast. Step on the gas. Smack a giraffe is the podcast. Come talk fast. Fast and gas. Make it last. It's the podcast. 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 Hey man, it's badass. Podcast. Podcast. Pat. 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 Hey, it's the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. The most random podcast on all the internet. Welcome to the podcast for Wednesday, April 23rd. I'm Patrick. I've got a very, very special guest in the studio today. You might know him. He is a famous musician. He's a rock star, actually. Forget famous musician. This guy's a rock star. Yeah, babies. Not just in Chattanooga, but in Europe as well. That's right, babies. TJ Griever of Up With The Joneses. How we doing, Cyber World? What have you been up to lately? I've been writing a lot of music, playing a lot of shows. Uh, staying busy with that. Actually, uh, Up With The Joneses is a rock group I play with. We're getting back in the studio at the end of this month in Nashville to start work on our... Uh, it'll actually be our seventh release as a band. Wow. And, uh, the first studio album with the current lineup. So we're really excited about that. Got a lot of new stuff we're really excited about getting on an album. Studio great. versions, that is. That's great. I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm stoked, Brother Pat. Yeah. And you've got uh, you've got the uh, your most latest, I guess, is this your most latest release? Yeah, that was uh, a live album we recorded at a club, The Rutledge, in Nashville, Tennessee. Actually recorded it almost a year ago in April of 07, but we didn't end up releasing it. Uh, we mixed the disc and mastered it ourselves, but the in-house sound engineer at the Rutledge is uh, Frank Sass, and he's uh, he's just one of the most uh, talented live sound engineers you know in the business today. He's been doing this for you know 25 years. And uh, Frank Sass, that's the man right there. He's, he's from New Jersey, big Giants fan. Uh, he's uh, he's a great guy, and the the quality of that album is uh, amazing. And that's why we decided to record it just for ourselves and then upon listening to it we had to uh we decided to release it in its entirety because it That's was great. Uh, great quality and we actually played very well that night right you can uh you can purchase this cd melt your face off the live album from up with the joneses you can get it at their shows or on itunes cd baby as well cd baby yeah plenty of locations so you can't say you can't find it we just gave you three right on three great options so TJ, you know, we, we met many moons ago. Yes. Actually, I believe it was at Loopy's. Yes. I was there with Taylor Newman and Matt Davis. Oh, no. Yeah, those crazy guys. No. Taylor Newman's your cousin. He is. What a guy he is. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's younger than me, but he's, he's taller than I am. That's and that's all right. He he's a tall fella. I, I I don't count that against him. Really, it's it's more it's working for my benefit because you know I just kind of yep. he's in my posse. You know he's intimidating. Well, he actually just arrived at the studio, so he will be in here later oh, with yeah. another special guest. Family. No, but then we uh we had a class at Chat State, and we ended up interning at Go Clear Tigers. Channel. Yes, oh, yeah. Go Tigers! And then we ended up interning back in the day. That's right. Seems like it was maybe just last year. <laughs> do you? Maybe it was. Do Do you remember? Uh, do you remember setting up for the Brad Paisley concert? Oh, do I. Don't remember much about the music, except there's a lot of really hot middle-aged women, and that's all I cared about at the time. <laughs> well, do you remember that it was very windy that day, and we were hanging up banners? Oh, that was real fun. That <laughs> yeah. was That was, uh, that turned out to uh, sound really easy and be very difficult. Yeah, so I actually have video footage of you oh, holding God. the banner. You were, you were uh, 
trying to fight the wind. It's like we were in 40 knots out at sea, man. I was on the starboard bow. It was insane. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, I couldn't uh, believe it. It, I was, know. it was just nutty. And especially when you get about a uh, a 15-foot plastic sign, like, <laughs> bearing wind behind you, you know, how 140 pounds of me, uh, yep. pretty much about to take flight. Gale force winds. It was, man. It was it insane was. that day. It but was. Yeah, that, I, will, I will not soon forget that, man. That was pretty wild. It was pretty wild. So you got any good shows coming up that you're going to play with the band? Yeah, actually, uh, we'll be at Rhythm and Brews here in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. This Friday, April the 25th. It's our first time uh, having our own show back in the room. Uh, we've opened up for uh, Blind Melon and a uh, really popular band. Had a reunion from around here a couple uh, weeks ago, Kings of the Killer Fish. And uh, we opened up for those guys. Uh, Mr. Yachty Westfield, the stage terrorist, uh, is the most amazing drummer ever. And he invited us to uh, be part of their reunion show. So we've actually played a, a couple of really awesome shows down there, but uh, we haven't headlined a show at Rhythm and Brew since January. We've been out of town, and uh, we've played uh, JJ's, which is a cool, smaller kind of uh, rock and roll bar here in Chattanooga. supports a lot of good touring acts. But uh, So actually, this is our first headlining show in a couple months in the big room here in in town and uh we're really excited about it got a really good bill put together with uh local hip-hop artist soren corvid uh doing some really tight hip-hop really conscious lyrics man and our boys from Asheville, charlotte lamb handler bringing some uh heavy rock and roll to it man so it's gonna be a great night of music good 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 genre a lot of different aspects yeah, really. of music sounds like a pretty good lineup i'm stoked yeah you gotta be 21 and up by that's, the way that's the thing kids sorry yeah i i will not be there but it's a bummer. It is a bummer. I'll be there in spirit, though. That's right. Always. Yeah, always. I'm sure that tall cousin of yours could be there. Okay, I'm gonna keep an eye out for him in the in the the, the lights yeah. of the stage there. Just the shadow. Yeah. Lovely. Let me ask you something. Was guitar the first instru instrument you ever played? Actually, drums were the first really? instrument. Yeah, I had a drum kit when I was like five years old. Wow. Yeah, it was Me pretty too. sweet. That's cool. Well, uh, big drum fanatic, man. It's like people would think being a front man. I'd check out the, the the lead guy first, man, but the first aspect of a band, I'd check out the drummer. Yeah. So you you got to have a, a tight drummer because that's, uh, that's what holds it all together, man. I'm, right. I'm a huge, huge drum fanatic. I'm just a frustrated drummer, really. That's awesome. I, didn't, I had no idea. Yeah. A little unknown fact about that's you. That's it. When did you start playing the guitar? I started playing acoustic when I was uh, at 10 years old. I got an acoustic guitar. And I uh, went to a local uh, Appalachian music hero of these parts, Mr. Clyde Blaylock. And uh, he told me my hands were too small because I couldn't even really make any chords. So I kept the guitar and I uh, went back when I turned 11 and uh, it was prime time. So uh, I started playing Appalachian music. Actually, the first song I ever learned when I was 11 years old was a Willie Nelson song. Uh, Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain was the first song I played. And I uh, then learned some traditional bluegrass songs like Tennessee Waltz and Shady Grove. But uh, I've been playing guitar since I was 11. That's better than you learning like Stairway or Smoke on the Water is your y first You know, I, I, grew, I grew up on the, the classic rock records. I mean, my dad, you know, would have the, the Blue Oyster Cult and, you know, uh, Black Oak, Arkan 
Arkansas and, yeah. you know, Marshall Tucker and Leonard Skinner and all the Southern rock records, you know. Mm-hmm. Then my mom was listening to, you know, Fleetwood Mac and Tom Petty. And, yeah. you know, I, g- I grew up around that stuff. But, you know, the first record I ever owned was uh, Rebel Yell by Billy Idol. And oh, that's, then, uh, that's awesome. Uh, I was obsessed with Thriller as well, man. I, <laughs> uh, between that, Billy Idol and Michael Jackson, like, when I was a small kid, was that was all I really listened to, man. Yeah. And, uh, that that was it. And then I got into, you know, the Southern Appalachian traditional music and then classic rock. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I started being a little skater punk and uh, Seattle hit. So I got into, you know, the alternative punk rock grunge and metal scene for a while there and mm-hmm. being being a teenager and whatnot. So that really, uh, that's really a fusion of my style is all those components there. It's kind of mm-hmm. a weird mix, but uh, it's 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 what happens. What were some of those Seattle bands that you enjoyed? And the first Seattle band I really got into was uh, Alice in Chains. Mm. It was, uh, and shortly after that, I was really into uh, Mother Love Bone, which they came out of another band called Green River. Mm-hmm. And uh, those bands all formed Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. And uh, I was really into that and Nirvana, of course. They were a huge influence. And right. Screaming Trees and Mud Honey and mm-hmm. L7 and... Some of those other cats that uh, that were the Melvins were a huge one. They're they're great yeah. band. Also the Wipers, a little known band that Nirvana kind of was heavily influenced by. Yeah, those were the those are kind of the ones I was into. What would you say are some of your biggest influences? I have to say that personally, my biggest influences now are probably a combination of uh, Neil Young. I'm a huge. Uh, Graham Parsons fan, oh, yeah. uh, the Flying Burrito Brothers, kind yeah. of, uh, kind of more of a, in my opinion, the first real kind of uh, the country that I really liked. Yeah. You know, besides Willie Nelson, and, yeah. uh, you know Waylon Jennings and, and some of those cats, I really enjoyed uh, Graham Parsons. And then it's uh, for me, it's kind of a mix of uh, another couple bands I really love, uh, MC5, uh, Jane's Addiction, and Faith No More mm-hmm. uh, are big. You know, as far as the rock stuff, and I mean the biggest influence of all you got to throw it back to you know black sabbath and led zeppelin and you know queen queen's <laughs> yes. huge influence of mine yeah i mean you just you don't get much better than that so right. uh, i have to say it's a it's a it's a melting pot of all of that stuff but the biggest one's probably being black sabbath uh led zeppelin queen neil young jane's addiction those bands would come to mind as you know the top ones pink floyd too from i left them out they're definitely a huge, a huge reason that I'm still doing music right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, TJ, we've got your cousin Taylor and another special guest oh, coming my in. God, my God, bring your old heathens in here. Right after this. Like a proper thing of a yo-yo, the podcast comes back. More after this next thing. Ladies, have you thought, my man smells so good. I wish I could smell like that. Well, now you can with Matt Davis's Man Scrub for Women. It'll put hair on your chest. Coming soon in Avocado Ashley, Tangerine Tiffany, and Cara Coconut. To pre-order, dial 1-800-935-5977. Do you like promoting? Would you like to be promoted? Well, we have a program for you. It's called Pros in Motion. Pros in Motion is a great new program founded by Taylor Newman. This program is for people who otherwise can't find happiness in life and would like to see some better income. Pros in Motion is a highly developed plan to get you moving forward in your life. Pros in Motion is for pros in motion. If you would like to become a pro in motion or have any other questions about this great program, call Taylor Newman at 1-800-935-5977. You're listening. You're listening to the heedless rambling of Patrick and his friends. 
better known as the PatCast crew cast. Welcome back to the PatCast. We've got TJ Griever. Word up. And we've got two more guests right now. Who is this guy? Oh, here come Tay Tay. How's it going? How's it going, Tyler Newman? Pretty good. Welcome back good. to the PatCast. It's good to be back. Is it good to be back? Yeah. Well, let me ask you, other special guests. Is it good to be back on the podcast, Dr. Kenny Sheltonov? It feels pretty good to be back in the studio. Yes. Taylor, I would like you to share a, a story about TJ. Bring it. From the past. Come on, Taylor. Don't be, don't, we're all friends here. Some of us are family. There's, there's so many so good true. stories. Just tell a mediocre one, man. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll use a Christmas story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Christmas is a happy time of year. Oh, it's the jolliest. Yeah, this is probably not the most detailed of stories because it's not really the most vivid picture in my memory. But um, I can just remember when we were having Christmas at my grandparents' house, and we had decided to open presents from like I think it was like oldest to youngest for some reason. And I remember TJ opening his presents, and um, I believe it was a guitar. It, wasn't that, this you, is your story, man. Hell, I don't I, know. I, hey, you were there, okay? <laughs> but, me, yeah, I, I believe he got, he got something music-related, I'm going to say. I can't remember exactly what it was. And I just remember, you know, he was just freaking out. You know, it's like from that point forward, I just knew that, like, you know, he was destined to rock stardom. So. It was a pink Power Ranger uniform. Okay, it was, it was really a pink Power Ranger uniform. I Taylor, forgot that it. Totally, totally forgot that. <laughs> I, I tried to you forgot that little memory. detail. Taylor, that was as mediocre as stories come. Yeah, I, it was a I V-neck agree. sweater and a pack of swaggages. <laughs> that was a good story, Taylor. Not. <laughs> I gave my best. You so. delivered. So I, I guess it's safe to say we've all seen Up with the Joneses. Alive at some point or another. True, true. Any memories from the show? Uh, only that afterwards I had to stick my face in the freezer because it had completely melted off. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, have, we, we issue that warning from time to time. Yeah. And, uh, we get precautionary measures for uh, when and if your face actually does get melted off. Yeah. Uh, I know sometimes those cautions, they, they get kind of annoying, but when it finally happens to you, you can't say they didn't tell you so. There's there's a hotline and there's also a, a, a council group that meets. What's the number for this that hotline? Well, guys, what you're gonna want to do is uh, call four two three and it's then it's Mel and then t face. This is a serious thing. It's actually it's sweeping the nation and uh, it's really getting out of hand. So if you know someone that's had their face melted, please instruct them to dial four two three, Mel face i will dial that number there, there's a there's a story that i hear from from matt davis from from our, our friend dr kenny over here even taylor from from an up with the joneses concert i was not there uh, -oh. uh you you said you you asked the audience do they like monster trucks that's right it's a question we ask here in the south frequently could you give us your best do you like monster trucks? full enthusiasm this is not the actual comment folks this is merely a reenactment and I'll try to do my best okay. to uh, give you what it was like at the time. I would like to know, since I wasn't there. Under the hot lights, dripping with sweat, with the adrenaline of rock and roll in my veins. <laughs> Here it goes. Hey, y'all like monster trucks? <laughs> and it's kind of, you know, a little question mark at the end of that. You're yep. wondering, one would wonder sometimes if, in fact, they do like that. Do they answer ever? Well, from time to time, something's thrown. Uh, 
someone barfs, and <laughs> then usually you get a, a, a hell yeah, or maybe even a oh hell yeah, you know, <laughs> from time to time. I can I can picture uh, some, you asking that and someone just puking. That's right. <laughs> Do you like monster trucks? Yeah, <laughs> that was probably the, it's the, la this is the last thing they could handle. By the way, just a little aside here, I just tried to call 423-MEL-TO-FACE. The T is silent. It's not really an actual number. It's more of a, it's, you know, a sometimes why thing. Or... Well, that makes sense. I'll take your word for it. I won't call it again. <laughs> I told Jared he better be working tonight because he, uh, he's been skipping out a lot. Jared? Yeah. Who is this Jared fellow? He's just this dude, man. He was one of the first guys that had his face melted off. And... Really? He was really, you know, he's really, it was years ago, so he's kind of good at dealing with it. So I figured if anybody was going to be, you know, a kind, understanding voice on the other end of the phone, you know, it'd be him. So, so did he start the program? Or? He actually did. Really? He was the founder of... Uh, Is this like the Subway Jared? No, no. No. He's still fat. This guy's Does fat. Does he look like he's the Subway shit. Jared? Um, no. No, he doesn't have glasses and... Uh, smaller lips? Yeah, way smaller <laughs> lips than this guy. I mean, he's, oh. it's weird how friggin' awesome his face is now that it's, you know, been back on. Do you like Subway? Five dollar footlongs are hard to argue with, Hell but yeah. uh, it's too bad most of them kind of suck, you know. That's Craig's had like 30 in the past really? week. Damn. It's an addiction. I... He's addicted. Well, he's an addict. They're tasty. Look, you when know? you're addicted to something and they drop the price, overindulgence <laughs> is an inevitability. <laughs> And so, if oh. you guys don't know, if you listen to ever listen to Mitch Hedberg's comedy, I actually yep. ducks eat for free at Subway. So if you tell him it's for mm. a duck, your sandwich is free. That's true. Have you ever done that, Craig? I've never ordered for a duck. No. Oh. There's 50 ducks out there, and they all want sun chips. That's right. Every one of them. Taylor. Yes. What, what are you doing over there? I'm, la I'm laughing hysterically. Oh. Is yeah. this like a family reunion it to is. you? It is. Pretty much. Yeah. Newman <laughs> family reunion. I'd like, I'd like Paint to see that. TJ, we're going to play a game of Name That Tune. All right. Except it's a different type of Name That Tune. I'm going to play you about two seconds, if that, Damn. of a song. And you got to guess something. Okay. Can we all play this game? We, yes, we're all playing. This is not, this is not just TJ. Oh, yeah. You as well, Taylor. Open floor. All right. And you as well, Dr. Kenny Shelton. Remember Name That Video? Lasted one season on VH1. You played yes. one yes. second of a video. Yes. That was great. That was a great show. Why did that follow? I don't know. I, I went the way. I of wish rock I could have been on Jeopardy. that show. I wish I would have known. I that loved Rock and Roll yeah. Jeopardy. That was great. Yeah, wasn't Price. it always celebrity though? Wasn't it always yeah, no. for? Was it always? Celebrity? I feel like it was. I feel like I never saw an episode without Mark McGrath or some other. Yeah, there's always some person on. Yeah, there. you're right. No, that's what it was all about. Yeah, it was always for charity. Uh, I I remember some guy losing on Final Jeopardy because he did not spell Snoop Doggy Dog correctly. God. Jeff Probst, totally. Okay, I re yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Jeff People. Probst, pre-survivor. All right, here we go for the first edition of the PatCast version of Name That Tune. Are we all ready? Let's do this. Yes. All right. Um, is it aha? Uh -huh? No. Oh. But you're in the right decade. Oh, wow. Well, that knows it. <laughs> <laughs> Funky Town, Pursuito Echo version. Wrong. Taylor? Got to guess. guess. Um, is it... Brought me on my days. Yes! Nice work, cuz. Nice work. Good my job. My next guest was the uh, Max Hedrum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Call the last time Matt, 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 Max Hedrum. Yeah. Hit us. All right. Hit it. Here we go. Boys are back in town, Thin Lizzy. Correct! Man, that was good. Good, yeah. good, good guess. Hey, nice work, man. That's that was, top five there. That was great. Wow. Taylor, you ready for the next one? I'm so ready. TJ? Doctor? What TJ said. Okay. 
Here we go. Three, two, one. One more time, Pat. Oh, all right. God, but I have it. Oh, uh, they're blinded by the light. That went too long. I tried yeah, to hit Manson stop, Man, and it. Yeah. Oh no. That was my bad. I was about to that say was Boston. Manfred Mann's Earth Brown Band. Yes, it, that it was. Version of a Bruce Springsteen song. They covered blinded another Bruce Springsteen light. song. Yes. Um, Did they really? Yeah. Uh, That's the only one I've ever heard him do. It, it wasn't as popular, but it was still a new spin on an old favorite. You can't think of it. I, I think there there's a word that starts with an S, and mm-hmm. then night. Sunny night. Sunny night. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> All right, here we go. Do it. All right, here we go. Because I got high. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Ready for the next one? Go. I hate this. Bird, I wouldn't even know. Freebird, Leonard Skinner. No, good guess. All you can hear was a guitar note. Okay, it was wrong. But it was wrong, yes. Taylor, any, any guesses? No, it's not John Mayer. I, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> Dream on Aerosmith. <laughs> no. Go Let's do this. Pink Floyd. It is Pink Floyd. Now it's time, time to, to name. Yes. yes. Correct. I knew right there that little, yeah, little squall, little Gilmore flavor in there. That it is. That it is. Who's ready? I'm ready. I'll give you a hint. This song came out in the 90s. Once again. Not by the microphone, Taylor. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> the whole decade of music. That, that's rule number <laughs> one in an audio podcast. you got to be next to the mic. All right, you ready for the next one? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, that didn't help me at all. I'm lost. <laughs> um, that is something that by got Sugar me. Ray. N- no, no. <laughs> No, it was not Dave Matthews. Seven Mary Three. No. Getting there. I'll play it just a tad bit longer, but this will give it away. I'm telling you right now. Do you it. better get by the mic in case you get it. Okay, well, this That's right, Tay. Prioritize, man. Here we go. Is it Red Hot Chip Hitters? <laughs> no. Dang. Oh, I really thought that would give it away, but I, was in a, no, I guess that wasn't in a good spot. I, I have the fit. I don't, Pearl Jam? Yes. Yeah. Oh. See, I knew it was going to be Pearl Jam, and Patrick was going to stick me, and uh, but no, I'm, I haven't recognized Which this Which one? Even no. This will give it away. Oh, gosh. Oh, um. Uh, an elderly lady behind a counter in a small town. Would I go here? No. <laughs> <laughs> Great guess, though. No, daughter. It's a, it's a daughter. It is yeah. daughter. Don't call me do your best Eddie Vedder impression. Don't call me daughter, not That was awesome. Everybody, round of applause for yeah. Eddie Eddie Vedder Eddie Cheddar, on the podcast. as it was known tonight. Eddie Cheddar? Yeah. <laughs> oh. that, should, that should be a uh, cheese-flavored Ben and Jerry ice yeah. cream. Ooh, that's a good one, man. Like a swirly cheese combo. Yeah, I'll write him a memo. Last one. You ready? I was born ready. I'm pumped. You ready? Ready. You ready? Ready for ready. Hail. <laughs> Leonard Skinner, give me three steps. No. Sounds pretty. Anybody close. else? Hang on. Mm. Hang on. Frankenstein, Edgar Winter. No. Mm. We've had. What was yours, Leonard Skinner? Mm-hmm. What was the song? Three Steps, Mister. And Frankenstein. Not neither of those. Here's clip number two. <laughs> Oh, that's that's the Chili Peppers, right? Nope. Damn. That's what I thought. Mm-mm. Did sound like it, though. No clue, Doctor? No, I'm, I've got nothing. <laughs> uh, 
up with the Joneses. Take me, take me it is up with the yeah. Joneses. Brainstem. Yeah, wow. I knew that right there at the end. Right there at the end. <laughs> wow. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> And in a, uh, in a professional sounding segue, I just got a text from Mr. Ryan Widener, who is a huge fan of Brainstem. Oh, yeah, and Ryan. He, he asked me to uh, let you know. That's kind of insane. <laughs> give it, give oh, Ryan a shout out. Hey, what's up? Thanks for digging a stem, son. Much love. Impeccable think, timing, kid. Impeccable timing. I think Ryan should come out to Rhythm and Brews on Friday and uh, get his face melted off. I, I highly too. recommend it. Responsibly, though, kids. Responsibly. He's, he's old enough to now. That's right. Just turned 21. Ooh. Son. Wish him a happy late birthday. Way to go, kid. It's the last one you really ever care about. Nice work. <laughs> 43 male oh. face. God. What kind of doctor are you, Kenny Shelton? Of? I'm a, uh, my PhD is in Vitalogy. Mm-hmm. Like the name of a Pearl Jam album. Yeah, I got my degree before that album came out. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great album. So, cause What's your favorite album of all time? I meant to ask mm, you that. In that's the, uh, tough. Uh, man, I'm somewhere I'm somewhere in between uh, Dark Side of the Moon, Thriller, Revolver by the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, it's really heavy. Yeah. I'm Some great to, albums. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm somewhere like that. Top three, probably. Top uh, three right there. Dark Side, Thriller, Revolver. Yeah. That's a loaded top three. And that's not a revolver pun. Taylor, what's your favorite album of all time? Oh, While we're on the topic, I have a wide range of music uh, that I actually listen to. But if I had to, I, well, I'm going to change your question. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> change the question. To an artist question. question. An artist question. If I had to pick any artist that I'm a big fan of, this comes as no surprise to anybody in this room, um, even maybe TJ. It's probably John Mayer. John Mayer. Mostly because of his. TJ, do you like John Mayer? Our playing skills. No. Honestly, no, no. I like his guitar skills. Yeah, I was but about not to his... say, do you, do you like him as a technical guitarist? Yes, I do. Rather than his music. Yeah, rather than. I his I, I really enjoyed the uh, stripped down album that he did after he made all his money. Well, back to the first question, Doctor Kenny Sheltonov. What's your favorite oh, album? Doctor. Hands down, we're, we're, without even having to think about it, you could ask me this in the middle of the night at five o'clock in the morning, waiting for the sun for doors. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's a good one. Come on, P. It's probably not Dark Side, mm. but it could be Animals oh, yeah. by Pink Floyd. That's it's my a, favorite Pink Floyd album. I love it. It's can't, great. You can't get much better than that, really. I'm trying to find it on Pink Vinyl at the moment. Yeah. Trying to. It's out there waiting on me. Waiting on me to spend my money. It's, it's a good album. That it is. But John Mayer's not on your list? No. Nowhere. That hurts me, TJ. I know, man. You've hurt your cousin. Life's tough, man. TJ, I got a question for you. What's up, Doctor? What is in your CD player right now? That's or your question. iPod? Or in my what? CD player at this point in time is the latest to? album from The Shins. Wincing the Night Away? Yes, that's it. That is it. And before that was uh, uh, Drive-By Truckers, Decoration Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think right before that I had uh, uh, another soft spot for me is Tears for Fears because I think they're uh, absolutely oh fantastic. You've just opened a new can of worms yeah, with Taylor so Newman over there here. There you go, buddy. Taylor... Okay. So uh, tell your Tears for Fears story for us. Let me let me tell you a story about Tears for Fears. Thank you, TJ. Yes. Now that TJ has opened that door, uh, I do want to mention that Tears for Fears is also one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, Common and, ground is found. By the way, TJ does a great cover of Head Over Heels. Yes, personal favorite tune in my. To go down to uh, Tremont Tavern, please do come see TJ. He might play it. Yes. But, but I 
went to Six Flags as a young child, somewhere around five years old. <laughs> this is early in, in the youth of, of TJ's days. So I don't know if yeah. he's even aware, fully aware of this story. But I went with my dad, my mom, and uh, maybe my stepmom. I'm not sure. We went to Atlanta, Georgia, Six Flags down there, and there was a concert that day. And the concert was actually Tears for Fears. So, you know, five years old, not knowing the caliber of a band, you know, <laughs> that I'm seeing, you know, not as interested as my parents were, um, decided that I would sleep on the bench um, while the concert's going on. You know, I just remember there being a keyboard player and some guys with some weird hair, but that's about all I can really remember. That's and uh, I'm pretty sure I slept the rest of it, which is, I, I kind of regret, but... I don't really know if I can really, you know, fully take in the uh, greatness of, of what I was seeing. But don't you have it? Don't you have a Tears for Fear shirt? Is it from that? It actually, I do have a shirt from that experience. Uh, my dad That's recently crazy. gave to me. That's vintage. Which I, I thought was pretty awesome. It's got all the tour dates on, on the back. Is the Six Flags date on there? Yes, it was. Wow, that's something you it's can awesome. one day give to your son. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that it is. Yeah. My earliest memory of Tears for Fears was Shout on Pop Up Video. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, their, their singer never closed his mouth, did I know, no, he had it open the whole yeah, time. Wide up. open. His lips yeah. never touched. No. And on a little on a little side note, I just want to mention this so everybody doesn't think I'm like a total sap. <laughs> <laughs> and tears for fears. Bring it home, Tay. You, yeah. last, made a uh, you have a girlfriend, we know. Currently in uh, my CD player, uh, I have Fair to Midland. Mm-hmm. There you go. You know, which we saw last I'm kind week. of experiencing right now. Uh, before that, I actually had The Doors' Greatest Hits, Disc 1. There we go. Disc 1, yeah. Greatest uh, Hits. And uh, before that, I think I had, I don't know, like Billy Joel. or He's the Piano Man. That's a that's a great tune. It is, yeah. Piano Man. By all means. It's a fine tune. We had to, uh, in seventh grade, when I was at Baylor, we had to, our homework assignment for English was to find a, a simile in a popular song and mine was the piano sounds like a carnival from yeah. piano man nice did you get an a yes i did good yeah hey, one kid in our class i don't remember what the line was but he he used a sample from an indigo girls song <laughs> and he never heard the end of it was it, was it taylor newman <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding taylor. Uh, perhaps it was <laughs> tj thinks so maybe maybe i love you unconditionally man TJ, let me get your thoughts on this. Between the Bridges. Yes, sir. Has folded. It really has for for, uh, reasons that uh, I think really needed to change. But uh, we're probably going to end up doing what we did before that started at some point. And uh, a bunch of folks are going to get together and we're going to have a big party. Won't be as big as as Between the Bridges probably, but it's going to be focused on more of what it should have been focused about in the first place. So, uh Two years was good. The first year was really awesome. The second year was still good. We had some too many hands in the in the in the bag on that one, and uh, some things changed. And uh, some of us that were uh, uh, closely involved on the first one didn't seem to have as much say so in the second one. And that uh, really politics. Uh, yeah, yeah, it really, it really uh, reflected that. Kind of upset some people that were uh, closely involved with it. So. Uh, you know, maybe if one day we can get uh, everybody back on the same page, uh, we can do another Between the Bridges down there. And, uh, That'd be cool. It'd be really cool. And uh, another wild thing, actually, is that uh, Friends of the Festival actually has a contract on the 20th Century Waterfront for the next 20 years, 
And if you want to do anything down there, you kind of got to go and get a contract through them. And apparently they weren't going to let us close down the street this year, even if it was going to go down. That's so uh, yeah. uh, it seems kind of wild that uh, they would do that. It seems kind of monopoly like. But that. you know, That's the definition of monopoly. I guess uh, <laughs> money talks, people, and you know what walks. Controversy. That's crazy. I, I personally was very sad to see Between the Bridges go the way of the Dodo because. Your cousin? Hey. My cousin. Hey. <laughs> hey. Where do you seem to get the most inspiration for writing songs? Like, what seems to inspire you the most? Well, I would say at this point in my life, it's probably just living every day, man, from observations about what's going on in the world today and just my personal, how it affects me, you know, family stuff, you know, relationship-wise, right. friends, you know. I pretty much just draw from from my own experiences, man. And uh, every once in a while, I'll get outside myself and kind of write a story-type song, if you will, you know. So, you know, nothing that's really having to do with anyone in particular, but have a story song, if you will. But for the most part, man, I sometimes I really don't know. It's kind of, I, I tend to say that uh, you just kind of pick them out of the, the universe sometimes, man. And heard Neil Young say that one time. You just have a... Uh, some songs come to you all of a sudden, and some you, you work on for months. The really good ones just come to you all together, like words and music. and uh, right. It's kind of like you're almost borrowing them from somewhere. That's that's how I, it's, it's kind of like a, uh, it's a wild fit of idea that just comes over you. And, uh, you know, most, most, most of my songs that I really think are my best ones kind of write themselves in a, in a weird way. And I, I can't really explain it. It's kind of like you channel something for a few minutes, and, and then you're done, and then you look at, at what you got there, and it's like uh, you might change it in the long run, but the, the soul of it's there. You might change a word or two or add a different verse or, you know, do something different, but it's like it's there, and it's, you know, you just kind of picked it from the thin air, if you will. Excellent, excellent. Awesome. On, a much, on a much less serious note, what, what was your motive for ending – several if not all live songs with higher ground well it started out as a joke we're kind of a bunch of comical dudes we kind of mess with each other a lot and it just kind of started off as uh uh our rhythm section dan and adam kind of being a a little bit smart ass just kind of like ending a couple songs with it and we're like man that's pretty killer and it's kind of wild because uh it's a really cool fast riff and i i think it kind of leaves people just kind of pumped and stoked but then they're kind of like what was that they kind of recognize it but then it's like we can all kind of go crazy there and uh just kind of leave leave everything on like a huge up note you know it's kind of really mm -hmm. like rah what was that yeah well, i like <laughs> that's it. cool Keep yeah it up. yeah and a lot of that comes from adam's brain he's a wild guy perhaps from the stem do you ever well tj we'd like to uh if you don't mind if you'd like to play a song for us well, uh, well certainly <laughs> what song would you like to play this is a this is a song I wrote in uh, the the mountains of Tennessee, camping with all my friends years ago. I think I actually wrote this song maybe ninety seven, ninety six. Wow. Uh, I didn't ever intend to really play it with the group, but one day it just kind of happened, and uh, now we we've been playing it for years. But uh, it's called the Backwood Song about appreciating, you know, the you know being out there in the woods and kind of getting away from, you know, what whatever you've been doing. It's kind of a little retrospect, you know, a little, little snippet of time, kind of reflecting. But uh, it's it's a positive song, man. It's called the Backwood Song. Awesome. Well, here, here you yeah. go. Yeah, you're our first musical guest. That's right. On the podcast. 
and they'll look back in the archives and they'll remember this in the years to come. That so they uh, will. I'd like to say thanks, Pat, for having me on. And uh, no problem. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Has been TJ Griever on Peace. the podcast. Chicken grease.
This is the podcast. You, you asked me if I had anything else to say, and all I could think of was, no, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> How does it come out, bro?